0: Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Selensky along with Father Craig Holculter the pastor of St. Anne's in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, newly new pastor as of July
1: 1st. Seventeen days in. Yeah. 18.
0: Awesome, and congratulations. Today's. Thanks, and Karen. Just very excited to have you here, and Father Paul Gardner will be joining you here as well. Right. Yes. He's here already.
1: Correct. Yep, he's awesome. associate pastor. Yes. Yeah. And then along with Father's walk, Father, Father Jeff's Walk.
0: Oh great. Yeah. So so we are very excited to be here at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Bismarck, North Dakota today. We are looking out a window with sunny skies. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Which is awesome. So a new location for us today with the new renovation going on here too at St. Anne's.
1: Yes, and to you, Karen, and to Real Presence Radio for being flexible. It's It was nice going downstairs in our parish center. As many of you listeners know that tune in to almost a monthly show, and we'll be mostly through the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, between karen and i we have been moved due to construction noises here at saint anne's we're renovating parts of the church and uh and it is the view i mean the parish center is beautiful because we stare at or we look at different sacred art but we're seeing the real art of god out here with beautiful trees and absolutely the the neighbors of saint anne's do uh manicure their lawns well (laughs) we're not we're not looking at a dump it's very green (laughs) yes yes And it's beautiful out.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's start the show with prayer, if you wouldn't mind leading us, Father.
1: Yes, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, source of all goodness, as you've given uh, through your Son the invitation and truly the commission uh, for the apostles and all followers of our Lord to go out and to teach all nations, we do that in some way uh, through Real Presence Radio send your Holy Spirit upon us to move our thoughts and our feelings to uh, be held uh, in your hands, uh, both our minds and our hearts. Be with the guests uh, that we speak to today, that we speak with. And bring their sanctity uh, closer to you. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, uh, Karen, we have a great show, and I, I, I think you're going to bring in the guests. But before we do that, we really should. We do live in the world, as St. Paul said, and so we should announce that the Wimbledon Tennis Finals took place <laughs> this weekend. And right now, there's people listening to us that thinking that are thinking, Father Hocalter, or maybe you, Karen Zelensky, are <laughs> tennis fans. We're not. I just wanted to give the impression that I know what's going on in the world because I do. Um, but what I think is interesting for Wimbledon would be like a high tennis match. I think this is interesting because I have oftentimes wake up thinking I'm quite a young priest because I am only 11 years in and not even 40 yet. Um, the combined age of the two winners is 44. Wow. Yes. So That's the men's winner nice. was 20. He's from Spain, Alcaraz, uh, And then um, the Czech Republic... Uh, player of the women's uh, championship is 24.
0: Wow. Young so kids. their
1: combined age <laughs> is just uh, close to your age.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Yes, and a little <laughs> older than mine. So,
0: That's very interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, thank you for sharing that. The youth
1: that. of athleticism, isn't it's it? God-given talent and skill, but... On to uh, things more locally outside of Wimbledon, mm-hmm. tennis. All right. Let's talk about Catholicism yeah, in South Dakota.
0: Okay, we mm-hmm. will. <laughs> well, we have our first guests with us. Actually, um, two guests this morning, um, Carol Brown and Father Mark McCormick. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. And we are going to visit with both of you a little bit about the Festival of Praise that's going on in um, Rapid City, correct? That's right. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So
2: this is kind of a new initiative that... Uh, just started since April, um, Father Mike and, Father Mark and I and a, a team of people led a, a retreat in April called um, Alive in the Spirit, and <clears throat> part of that retreat on Saturday night, we, we had a, a festival of praise where we had just prayed with people for uh, a refreshment of their uh, charisms that they received in Baptism and Confirmation, and uh, some of those charisms are, you know, um like prophetic gifts and, and gifts of healing, gifts of wisdom and knowledge. And so we had a festival of praise on Saturday night at that event uh, where we exercised some of those gifts. And it was such a great experience, we decided to try doing it every month. So we had had one in June and we had one in July. And we're going to be having them every month going forward.
0: Hmm, very interesting.
1: Carol, that's yeah. excellent. And Father, to you as well. So can, can you share with us how your two paths crossed. Uh Well, we've known
2: each other since high school.
1: (laughs) Ah, so that path is long. long.
2: Yeah, it is long. We go way back.
1: Sure. We met at a high
2: school retreat, actually. I think I was a freshman, and you were a senior father, I think.
3: Probably. You don't remember this, (laughs) (laughs) though. But but the Holy Spirit has reunited us.
2: (laughs) Yes, yeah. So, and I worked in the Diocese of Rapid City when I was a young adult. Father was newly ordained, and so, uh, and, then, and then I was gone for quite a long time. I was gone for, from the diocese for about 25 years, and came back, and we reconnected, and yeah, it's been, been amazing, so.
0: That's quite the journey. Yeah. So, were you, were you both from Rapid City then, or, or the Rapid City Diocese, or where were you from?
2: Yeah, both from the Rapid City Diocese. I'm from Faith, and he's from Rapid City. I don't mean to speak for you, Father. Um. (laughs) Yeah,
3: no, yeah, from Rapid City. um, Been ordained uh, 32 years. uh, Priesthood, just loving it. God is so good and has so much more in store.
1: um, So, yeah. F- father tell us what what do you so regarding we will we will get more i think karen and i and all of our listeners want to know more about the festival of praise and you kind of uh carol did a good job of kind of giving us its origin and uh, and and what you know the objective is of of the event and now monthly events father is this do you have other duties are you are you in a, what kind of ministry are you in and is this yeah your so i'm going on yeah
3: so i'm going on my 10th year as uh vocation director for the diocese of rapid city we have a 11 seminarians in we just started a big campaign called 20 seminarians by 2025 and so we're including or uh, encouraging all our parishioners our families uh to pray over 500,000 memorials raised in the next uh three years um as you know as a way to get everyone involved and in promoting for and praying for vocations and then i I live at the Newman Center on the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology in Rapid City, a Rocker Catholic, and then I'm uh, the chaplain at St. Thomas More Middle School and High School. So kind of three ministries, all vocation-related.
1: We're
2: praying for him, the gift of location.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. If you get that, we'll have you on the air again. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. yeah. Very much of,
0: multitasking there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a
1: zealous gift to pray for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's and it sounds like you actually need trilocation. location. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, Carol, Father, uh, and maybe back to you, Carol. In terms of your work with what would um, you know in the in the apostolic ministry of uh, charismatic spontaneous prayer, What have you been involved in that your whole life uh, as you have worked for the church? Uh, um, tell us about your history. in, in you know.
2: Sure, yeah. Well, uh, funny part of the story, so I, I went to University of Mary for a few years, and I uh, was invited to a charismatic prayer meeting when I was up there uh, as a freshman, and um, I was completely turned off and completely uh, sort of closed to the whole thing. And um, several years later, uh, I had a volunteer show up at my, I was working as a youth minister at the cathedral in Rapid City, and a volunteer showed up to see me one day and said, hey, listen, I've I've had some bad dreams, and I was talking to so-and-so, and and they said I should go to the healing mass, and I was wondering if you would go with me. And I said, sure, I'll go with you. And uh, so we went to this healing mass. I was thinking it was going to be mass with the anointing of the sick. That was my idea of a healing mass. And then I walked in, and here's all these people with their hands in the air, and Praying in tongues and stuff, and I'm like, "Oh no, that's not what I was signing up for." And um, so, anyway, I sat there in the back while she went off to the one of the prayer teams to get prayed with, and um, and I thought about various weird experiences that I'd had with charismatic people, and then I and then I also started thinking about people that I knew that were, you know, kind of the real deal, Uh, (laughs) and uh, I realized that I had both, you know, and so anyway, I noticed the janitor was going around. Switching lights off and locking doors, and I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I better do it now. So, for some reason, at the last minute, I let myself go into one of these little rooms to be prayed with, and um, and I walked into a room where nobody knew me, and they prayed with me, and this woman got a word of knowledge for me that was absolutely a bullseye, and um, just got underneath a lie uh, that I had been listening to in my head for a while and um really i was like oh my gosh this is what this is (laughs) and i realized this is where this is where the power is in our religion you know the the power to to change and to convert and to heal and to build faith and um so it was was life-changing for me so i started attending a charismatic prayer meeting at that time and then uh, later on i went on to do a master's degree in theology at franciscan university of steubenville and afterwards got a job there And I got put in charge of all the charismatic stuff when I was there, which is really weird. Um, If I had been hiring, I would not have hired me. Uh, But uh, anyway, one of the ministries that I was in charge of was something called the Festival of Praise, which was a big charismatic prayer meeting once a month on campus. And the time I started, there were about 450 young people coming together on a Saturday night to pray together and and listen for the Lord together. And... um, it kept growing and growing until we had to move to the field house, and we had like 1,800 kids sometimes on a Saturday night coming from all over the country um, to encounter the Lord, to encounter the Holy Spirit. And it was just a really powerful um, experience and a time time in my life. I was there for about eight years, <clears throat> and I learned a lot. And um, so coming back to Rapid City, I thought, wow, this would be really cool if we start doing this. So, uh, So that's kind of my background on this.
0: That's actually amazing, and you know Steubenville just um, finished um, that last weekend. Mm-hmm. The Real Presence Radio was there. Um, mm-hmm. we had a, we in Minneapolis, had a, was it? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I, I just visited with some people actually that attended from my parish here in Bismarck at Corpus Christi, and you know they said 1,300 people attended, and just you mm-hmm. know the beauty of that bringing those mm. those those young adults together as well as adults that shepherd, yeah. and you know, um, yeah, what a great way to spread the word. Yeah, That's beautiful.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And I think um, if I if I remember correctly, when I was in Steubenville, they did some kind of a study of the vocations in the United States, and something like ten percent of them were people that had attended a, a Franciscan University uh, a conference, a, a youth conference. You know, so they're they're really powerful for shifting, um, shifting a person's conversion along. You know, so
1: Father, like Carol, did you, do you also have? Um history in charismatic ministry in the apostolic efforts of, of charismatic groups.
3: Yeah, and you know, not really. Um, you know, I when I went to S J B, Saint John Diani and Saint Paul uh, uh, Saint Paul seminary, um, or Saint John Diani seminary back in the early eighties I was invited to go to a, a life in the Spirit seminar and took a gal from Rapid City who was at University of St. Thomas with me, and, uh, and I it was just kind of, I was just kind of weirded out by it, and as a matter of fact, I left her after the retreat, and I, I said, I'll be back on Sunday to get you, which I did, um, and then, you know, I was kind of a lukewarm priest for, you know, for a number of years, and ended up going to a place called Magigoria, and, um, I encountered Our Lady, um, and, uh, I just had a sense that she kind of reinvested me as as a priest of her son, Jesus, and uh, and when that happened, the Holy Spirit just came upon me in a way I've never known, uh, uh, you know, before. Um, I had a similar encounter of the Holy Spirit at my diaconate uh, ordination, which is another story. Uh, And then I got involved in, like, you know... Go ahead, Father. Oh, yeah, so I I got... um, I went to IPF, the Institute of Priestly Formation, in uh, Omaha, and, you know, got a certificate in spiritual direction and did a 30-day retreat, a number of eight-day retreats vacation. Uh, and then I, I just was longing for, for something more, and I ended up going to a Sikh conference in uh, 2019 and heard a priest named uh, Father Matthias Phelan uh, talk with Encounter Ministries uh, and so I'm in the Encounter Ministry School of Ministry online now, and, and so it's just all about uh, praying and looking for words uh, of knowledge, praying with people uh, as you encounter them. And so, so it's just amazing what the Lord uh, is doing. Um, and, and through that Encounter Ministry, uh, you know, Kami kind of brought me back to working with Carol Brown and a number of people uh, in our Newman Center. We have uh, uh, what we call Source and Quarta every monday night praise and worship adoration uh confession uh and so there's just something uh, in my heart and that the lord's doing in and through the power of the holy spirit
1: father thank you for that and carol for you too we 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 want to um we're we're grateful that you're willing to share your hearts on the radio especially with regard to the holy spirit moving in in them in such an active way and we're going to get back to that divine activity here uh, we're going to a break, and uh, but we ask our listeners to stay with us because there's a lot more in store. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are here on a Tuesday, July 18th. Father Craig Holcalter, the pastor of St. Anne's Catholic Parish here in Bismarck, and I'm Karen Selensky with Real Presence Radio, having a wonderful show so far. It's very good. Two great guests on right now, Carol Brown and Father Mark McCormick, with the Festival of Praise that will be held in Rapid City, South Dakota. I don't think we got the date yet, did we?
1: No, in um, fact, go ahead, Carol.
0: Yep.
2: Oh, it's going to be every every first Thursday. <clears throat> okay. It's held at the uh, Terra Sancta Retreat Center Chapel uh, in Rapid City, uh, seven seven p.m. Uh, every first Thursday. So the next one is on August third. Um, and you can just basically mark mark your calendar. Every first Thursday uh, is the plan going forward until further uh, notice. <laughs> so awesome, thank um, you for that. so Thursday,
1: that's August third at seven p.m. at Terra Sancta there in Rapid City. Is that correct, that's Carol? Correct.
2: Yep, that's right. That's
1: now, right. now tell us. Um, so there's there's uh, certainly like many ministries and apostolates in the church. Uh, Carol, uh, share with us. You know, so um, th- the person who is now interested they have kind of a a holy wonder about mm-hmm. what this evening is like they walk in the doors to terra sancta and what can they expect i think you said it's about an hour long event uh,
2: about two, well about an hour and a half and then ah. we have some time for prayer ministry so
1: okay so, um, so 90 minutes yeah, to two so, hours
2: that's right yep yeah. so so yeah, we gather uh, at 7 o'clock, and we we usually, like, uh, so far I've been the, the leader of it because I've done it before, So, um, but the leadership is going to be changing hands going forward uh, off and on. We're going to kind of be trading in and out of these roles, um, but uh, we begin with praise. So it's, uh, we you know, St. Augustine said that he who sings praise twice, and mm. so we start with some, you know, kind of upbeat praise for, you know, probably 20 minutes or so, and um, we also give a little bit of sort of mini teachings in there about praise itself. So, you know, as, as Catholics, we're used to having everything scripted for us. And so we try to teach people about developing their own litany of praise, you know. So, so each of us have our favorite things about God, you know, and, and we sort of make a little litany for ourselves. Um, <clears throat> and so during the time of praise, kind of in between songs, uh, we might just continue praising uh, just in words, blessed be God, blessed be his holy name, holy are you, Lord God, we love you, we praise you, we bless you, we adore you, you are mighty, you are holy, you are powerful, Lord, you are my hiding place, my strength, my song, you are my you are my strong tower um you are your pro- you are a promise keeper, you are faithful, you are trustworthy, you know, and we just we just sort of name those things that we love about god i don 't know if you've ever seen I saw a poster in a dentist 's office one time it was just a picture of a kitten, but it said uh nothing improves my hearing as much as praise, you know, <laughs> and I think that's true of God, too, that that he loves to hear himself be praised, and the enemy hates to hear the name be pra- mm. the name of God be praised, you know. So it really creates, uh, uh, um, as Scripture says, that, that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people, and so we sort of build a li- living tabernacle out of our praise, and he comes in, and leans into us and, and dwells with us. And then at a certain point, um, the music gets a little bit quieter, and we, and we take a more listening stance, um, and we have a, a group of people there that we call the discernment team, and anyone in the, uh, in, the, in the body that's gathered there may, as they're praying there, they may suddenly find that a scripture is going through their mind, or they may find that there's an image in their mind, a picture. Uh, that speaks of something of God, uh, or they may have a word of knowledge, a word of prophecy, something like that. Now, Scripture says, "Test all things and keep what's good." So we test that before we share it, and so the person would go over to the discernment team, basically run it by them, and um, the, the the and there may be two or three words. Sometimes they kind of fit together. It's kind of amazing how how this goes sometimes. Um, that or three of the words, without people consulting with each other, they kind of fit together. So those that are listening to these words will sort of sift through them, um, and sometimes the the word is a little bit unclear, and so we'll say, why don't you go pray with that a little bit more? Or we may say, you know, we think this might be a word that's just from God for you. You know, we don't think it's for everybody. Or this might be a word that is uh, what we call an intercessory word, so it's not meant to go... Be shared with everybody, but you're supposed to pray for the body of Christ gathered here that they can receive whatever this is that you're, you know, that you're sensing. Carol,
1: um, with regard, Carol, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, with, no problem. With regard to um, the, the 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 longer moments in the beginning of a more verbal um, praise, if you will, yeah, um, at a higher level, is is the Eucharist exposed? Is are you in a, are yeah. you in a chapel? Are you where are you? Yeah, we're in a
2: chapel. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. in a chapel. The Eucharist is not exposed. We, um, when I was in Steubenville in the year of jubilee, we, we we started giving it a try to do to do it with the Eucharist exposed. But it it really becomes a liturgical event at that point, and it it changes the whole dynamic of it. So so we do not expose the Eucharist uh, for the festival of praise. This is more a Holy Spirit focused sort of event, um, and and sort of cultivating that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Um, so no, it's not not particularly a Eucharistic event.
1: Thank you for that. Okay, for the point of yeah. clarification. So yeah. then following um, those present who may receive uh, gifts in terms of words of prophecy or truth, goodness, mm-hmm. um, words of knowledge, and they're discerned, and you share them in, in what kind of format? Does the evening kind of continue that way?
2: Yeah, the evening continues that way, so they if if it's discerned that this is a word that's for everyone then they come up to the microphone and they share it. And then the um the woman the the, the music team then also attends to what's being said and they they usually find a song that helps us to pray into that a little bit more and to uh. go deeper in that. And uh it's a really rich experience. I mean it's really, really quite powerful. Um uh I don't know father if you want to add anything to that.
3: No no it's just a it's just a beautiful way to to have people, you know, activate uh, their faith life, and so if they have a word of knowledge or scripture passage or an image, they bring it to the discernment team, and then someone on the discernment team, there should be two of us, we're kind of praying through it, and then one of us will go to Carol, who's kind of leading it, so she's the director of that night, and, and, and she has the authority to say, uh, yeah, that sounds like the Spirit, so that's that's shared, it, or, or we'll, we might send a person back and say, no, we think you need to pray on this uh, a bit more, but it's just a beautiful way for for people who to, to help them hear the word of God living and dwelling within them. Right,
1: Father? Um, could the, you share with us? And and to that point, right, received that baptism. How many of us? You know, there's so many great saints, as as we all know, that in their in their written works go back. They they led these amazing lives of of <clears throat> you know differing things of. Uh, Whether well, it was more material in, in building schools or funding, you know, founding uh, religious orders and and institutions, um, but it all goes back to, right to our baptismal resolutions and our promises mm-hmm. we made to our Lord then, and at the, usually in most cases, but not all the time, the parents made on our behalf, mm-hmm. right, where the indwelling uh, of our Lord, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God, uh, inhabited the soul. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, That's so not the this priest, prophet and king, you know, we've been anointed, and so it, it helps us to, you know, to share that in, the, in a safe environment.
1: So we're we're about three minutes from break, uh, Carol and Father. Give us, if you could anchor this kind of to the ocean floor of Catholicism in terms of... Mm-hmm. You know, certainly I think most of us will will, will remember uh, St. Paul speaking of this and, and giving us maybe the initial language, the initial vernacular of, of charismatic prayer. But if you could, one of you or maybe both of you, give us maybe a good context of what the church teaches and the tradition in the church.
2: Sure, yeah. So... Um you know, the Acts of the Apostles is really the the place to start. So if you go to the Acts of the Apostles, Jesus told the uh, disciples to stay in the upper room and pray and wait for the until the power of the Holy Spirit comes down on you. And uh, nine days later, so this is kind of the church's first novena, uh, nine days later the power of the Holy Spirit came down on them. They received gifts of other languages, gifts of healing, gifts of, gifts of preaching, and the whole rest of the books of the Apostles, you can see how... The Holy Spirit equipped the apostles <clears throat> in the early days of the church to to get the ball rolling. And uh, you're right; Saint Paul also addressed quite a lot of this. And if you look at First Corinthians, kind of twelve through fourteen, sort of a little mini handbook about about how the charisms work in the church and how to run a charismatic prayer meeting, in some ways. Um, Around 300, and the gifts were really very common in the early days of the Church, um, until around 300 when, when Christianity was legalized, and then people started joining the Church because it was cool, not because not necessarily because they were really converted. And uh, it, it seemed like the charisms kind of died out, or they kind of went underground. And uh, so fast forward, uh, in the late 1800s, Pope Leo XIII was, was feeling very concerned about the direction things were going, and he felt inspired to lead the Church in asking for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So he instituted the annual Pentecost Novena. Every, every year in every church in the nine days before Pentecost, there's supposed to be a Pentecost Novena. Um, and uh, and, and uh, there's a really interesting story with that, which I probably don't have time to go into, but just fast forward, Second Vatican Council, Pope John Twenty Third asked the Lord to renew His wonders in our day as by a new Pentecost. And an argument broke out at the at the Council as to whether or not the, the Holy Spirit, the Pentecost event that happened at the beginning of the Church, was that just kind of just to get the ball off the ground, and now we're on our own? Uh, and it was Cardinal Sounens who said, no, we always need the, the, the Spirit and His charism. And so that went into the Constitution in the, on the Church, Lumen Gentium number 12, where it says that, uh, you know, obviously the Church, the Spirit works through all the normal means you know the sacraments and so on but he also gives charisms to to us of every rank you know to to men and women of every rank for the upbuilding of the church and they're to be welcomed with thanksgiving so um so they really affirmed this charismatic dimension of our faith and then a real big surprise in 1967 there was a group of students at uh, duquesne university in pittsburgh who um, had been feeling like there must be more and they went on retreat one weekend and they they were sort of Praying about, you know, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and just asking God for more. And uh, they felt led to go to the chapel and, and renew their confirmation promises. And when they did that, they got an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was just really powerful. They started writing to their friends at the University of Michigan, the University of Notre Dame. And all. And that's really the beginning of the Catholic charismatic renewal uh, in the United States. So it went on from there and uh, has been affirmed by every pope uh since from, you know, from, from, uh, from, from, since
1: then. So, yeah. C- Carol, thank you for that origin. Yeah. And just, I think that history is very valuable for those, uh, whose hearts have been open during this time. Um, August 3rd, Thursday, first, uh, Thursday, at least for this time, time being the first Thursday in every month. And the next one will be, uh, Thursday, August 3rd. 7 o'clock p.m. in the city of Rapid City at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. Uh, Carol, thank you, and Father McCormick, thank you for, for your time and, and your witness, right? And I think certainly words of goodness today, mm-hmm. and um, your invitation to join you for the Festival of Praise. This is Thursday, August 3rd, Terra Sancta Retreat Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, we ask you both please pray for real presence radio for karen uh karen and i and our guests this morning and we're god grateful for your work. time
2: yeah god bless your work thank you for uh, taking the time for us
1: yes, yes you bet have a good day thank uh, you, okay. thank you. we're, we're gonna take
0: mm-hmm. we're gonna take a quick break here and we'll be right back with dr mary, mary. doctor stay dr. tuned mary.